welcome to a podcast from First Baptist Church of Alpharetta. Our hope is that this message leads you to know Jesus and discover hope as we pursue a Jesus-centered life together. Thanks for listening, and let's jump in. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. So glad that you're with us today in worship. And there is no day like Christmas Day, no day like December 25th. Nothing else compares on the calendar. In fact, if you ask most people, what is their favorite holiday? Nobody's going to say Labor Day. Like nobody's going to say, yeah, I'm kind of partial to St. Patty's Day. No, Christmas Day, nine times out of ten, is the day that everybody looks forward to. It's the culmination of the entire season. And as you're joining us today online, probably around your living room right now, there's wrapping paper shredded all over the place. There's open boxes and brand new toys and whirling, lots of new sounds there in the house. You probably had to hunt for some batteries and a screwdriver to get all that to come to life. Others uh, of you, it's been kind of a different Christmas. Maybe you're in a different season of life now, and you just woke up today with kind of that quiet anticipation that today is the day that Jesus came for me. Christmas is unlike any other day on the calendar. It's also true that no day is like Christmas, and Christmas is, is one of a kind. In fact, I mean, it's a good thing that not every day is Christmas Day because I don't think that our credit cards or our waistlines could handle it, right? Like we, we can only do this one time a year. But, but how do we look beyond Christmas? How do we kind of look beyond this day and the celebration? I mean, how do we carry the Spirit with us into all the days that will come? Today, that's what I wanted to talk about. We've been in a series called Wonder. And wonder is one of those beautiful terms that, that means a couple of different things. If you were to look it up, it could be defined as astounded, excited, surprised, like I'm filled with wonder. As some of you saw that on the faces of your children or grandchildren this morning, that look of wonder, right? But then there's the other kind of wonder as well. It could be defined as to feel doubt. And when we kind of say things like, I don't know, I wonder. I wonder how this is going to work out. There's anxiety, there's frustration, there's confusion sometimes with that kind of wonder. And what we've seen over the last few weeks together is that there's both of these kinds of wonder at the heart of the Christmas story. You see moments when angels show up and when there's choirs singing and there's wonder there's also moments of quiet doubt. I wonder how this is going to work out. But as we've seen through each week of the series and each one of these messages, the beautiful thing is that Jesus meets us in our wondering, I wonder how this is going to work out, to unveil who He is and to fill our hearts once again with wonder. And that is a wonder that we can carry long after the calendar flips from December 25th into December 26th and beyond. I want to show you that in Scripture today to a passage of Scripture that I guarantee you is nobody's favorite part of the Christmas story. In fact, I promise you this, you've never seen a Christmas pageant that included the couple of verses that I'm going to share with you today. And it's Luke chapter 2, verse 39 and 40. Usually when we think about the Christmas story, we think about angels and we think about shepherds and we think about all those things, but this is kind of the not so exciting part. It says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 39, And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And nobody reads that and thinks to themselves, that's my favorite verse right there. I, I, I really, that's the one that spoke to me most this Christmas season. And then they went home. It just hit me right in my heart, right? I mean, just nobody thinks about that. In fact, some of you, as you're watching this today, uh, you've been traveling and maybe you had all the anticipation of going down to see family. Maybe you're sitting there with relatives right now, cousins, family members you haven't seen in a long time, and you're enjoying this moment together. There was the anticipation of going to see them. But in a few days, 
you got to come home. And that's the worst part of any trip, isn't it? It's the long drive home. Nobody looks back on their family vacation and thinks, you know what my favorite part was? The eight-hour car trip back home at the end of it. No. But this is what Scripture tells us, that even Mary and Joseph and maybe Jesus, they've got to make the trip home. Why does Scripture include that for us? Why does it tell us this? Because not every day is a day when the angels sing. Not every day is a day when the wise men bring gifts. In fact, more days resemble December 26th than they do December 25th. But even in these everyday, mundane, normal days, there's wonder to be found. And the Bible tells us that when it says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 40. It says, And the child, speaking of Jesus, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. When we think about Jesus, oftentimes we think about him feeding the 5,000, performing miracles, or giving sight to the blind, or raising the dead, or he himself walking out of the grave. But the majority of Jesus' days were not like that. The majority of his days on earth were in relative obscurity, in a small place that couldn't even really be called a town, this place, Nazareth, kind of a forgotten place in the hills of Israel. And there in that quiet and obscure place, that's where Jesus grew. But there, wonder was found. The Bible tells us that the child Jesus grew, became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. These are four things that God the Father did in God the Son's life to prepare him for all that was ahead. These were everyday wonders that he experienced. And in the very same way that God did that in Jesus' life, he wants to bring those same things into our life. In fact, let me put it this way. These are four gifts that God gives for an everyday kind of wonder long after Christmas is over. The first gift is this, it's growth. The Bible tells us the child grew. Just like any child grows, Jesus grew. He became a man of stature. He grew more and more into his potential. And in the very same way, God wants us to grow as well. You need to understand this today, that the day that you meet Jesus, it doesn't stop. That's that's really not the stopping point. It's the starting point on an incredible spiritual growth journey that God wants to take you on. And sometimes that growth is slow. Sometimes it's incremental. In fact, if you're at home and you've got kids there around you, I want you to look at them right now. Do you see them growing? No, you know they are, but you can't see it. It's so incremental. It's so barely perceptible. You can't see it happening, but it is. And in the very same way, one of the gifts that God wants to bring into our lives as followers of Jesus is to grow us. And you may not necessarily always be able to see that each and every day. But at some point, you may look back and say, wow, I may not be where I want to be, but praise God, I'm nowhere close to where I used to be. I'm living with more freedom, more victory, more joy, more of God's presence in my life. These are the the growth moments that God has for us. And God's gift to us for an everyday kind of wonder is that kind of growth. But then there is the second gift here. And the second gift is strength. The Bible tells us that, that the child Jesus became strong. We're told that the strength of Jesus became evident. Not just physically, not just emotionally. But God was pouring into him an inner strength that prepared him for everything that the Lord wanted to accomplish in and through him. That it was preparing him for his ministry, it was preparing him for the cross, it was preparing him for the resurrection, that the Lord was making him strong. And in the very same way, God wants you to be strong. You know, I sometimes get just a little irritated 
I talk to different believers out there and they talk about how weak they are. And yes, we know this. We, we are nowhere close to being as supernaturally strong as the Lord is. But you need to understand this. God's will for you and for me is spiritual strength. Because the Holy Spirit is within you. You should be able to walk with a greater confidence and a greater strength each and every day. The Lord wants to make you stronger for all the things that He wants to do in your life today and all the things that He's preparing for you tomorrow. The third gift is this. It's the gift of wisdom. It says that the child was filled with wisdom. Now, we know this. Jesus had wisdom unlike any of the rest of us. He had a wisdom that is incomparable to any man. And yet God does want to pour wisdom into our lives. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 5 tells us that. God promises that when He says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to you. Through Jesus and the maturing of the Spirit, the teaching of His Word and the Spirit's presence in our life, we're given wisdom. Maybe that is the gift that you need most this Christmas. You know, Christmas comes at an interesting time, right? It's at the end of a year. And at the end of a year, you're kind of looking at finances, job situations. You're starting to look towards what's to come next year. What is the market doing? What's the calendar look like? What are the big decisions we're going to have to make in 2023? And here's what I want you to know. One of the gifts that God wants to give you this Christmas is wisdom for every decision you've got to make, no matter what the journey has ahead. And the fourth gift that God gives to us, He bestowed upon us some, wants to bestow upon us well, is favor. And the favor of God was upon Him. Think about this. There was never a day in Jesus' life that He did not experience the favor of God the Father. Never a day. Let me press it just a little bit further. Because you and I have been adopted into the family of God, it means that there never has to be a day when we don't have an experience of the favor of God upon our lives as well. That doesn't mean that every day is sunshines and rainbows and unicorns and all those kinds of things. But what it does mean is that we can know that God is for us. In fact, the word right here, favor, comes from a Greek word meaning charis. A lot of times we translate that word grace. God has grace for us each and every day, a gift of grace for us. These are the four gifts that God wants to pour out upon our life, not just on Christmas Day, but every day, an everyday kind of wonder. He wants us to be able to have growth, strength, wisdom, and favor. And yet, what happens is, all too often, we move past the gifts that the Lord wants to give to us. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but... I'm a trash bag dad, okay? So when it's Christmas morning and my kids come downstairs, first thing I do, I got that black trash bag. And I'm like, open it up there. All right, guys, here's how this whole thing is going to run. You're going to open up that gift over there. And as soon as they open it there, before they even see what's inside, I'm like, in the bag, in the bag. Hey, let's get over here. Hey, that scrap right there, let's get it in the bag. There's no reason we can't do this in an orderly fashion, right? And my kids are always griping at me. I'm like, Dad, Dad, just calm down. Enjoy the moment. I'm like, listen, I'm just going to enjoy the moment and I'm having to clean up the moment a little bit later on, right? But the thing is, they always tell me, is that, Dad, you're missing the gift. You're missing the joy of the gift. You're trying to move past the moment too quickly. I want to just say to you this Christmas, don't move past the moment too quickly. Don't move past the gift that God has for you too quickly. See, God wants to give you a gift today, and that gift is Jesus Christ. And for so many of you, you've already received Him. You know Him as Lord and Savior. You get that He came to this earth 
to live a perfect life, to die on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins and mine, to raise from the grave to give us the hope of a new life. That is the immeasurable gift that Jesus wants to give to each and every one of us. But along with it, if you're a believer today and you're watching this, don't miss out all of the gifts that flow from the gift of Jesus. That growth, that strength, that wisdom, the favor that God wants to bring to you. But then let me say this as well. For some of you maybe watching this today, maybe you're a friend or a family member, whatever the situation is, maybe you've just never received the gift that is Jesus. You know what? Christmas comes with all kinds of gifts. Some cost a lot, some cost a little, some are sentimental because somebody made it for you, right? Uh, some mean a lot because you know that the price it costs to pay for that person to bring you and to give you that gift. I want you to know this. There is no gift that is greater than the gift that you can receive that is Jesus Christ. Today, from wherever you're at, whether you're watching this on a couch or in a car somewhere, wherever you're at, you don't have to be in a church. You don't have to be sitting in a pew. You don't have to be in a certain posture, a certain place. Today, if you want to receive the gift of Jesus, you simply have to have that conversation with Him. Say, yeah, I want to know you today. See, here's what can happen. In just a moment, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to receive the gift. And here's what we're going to say in this prayer. We're going to say, Jesus, I'm ready to receive the gift. I'm confessing that I am a sinner. And I need the gift of new life and forgiveness in you. Believe in your death and your resurrection. And I, based upon that, I know that I can know you. If you do that, from the bottom of your heart, the genuineness of where you're at. And today you'd receive the gift. And it would be the gift that keeps on giving long after the calendar turns from December 25th to December 26th. You continue to have the gift of knowing Jesus now and forevermore. So wherever you're at, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's just kind of come into a time of prayer. And today, if you're watching this and you know that you need to know Jesus, receive the gift of a relationship with Him. Why don't you pray with me as I pray this prayer aloud. Pray it in your heart wherever you're at. Pray this or something like it. God, thank You. Thank You for loving me enough to send Jesus as a gift I know that I'm a sinner, that I've disobeyed you. But I know that Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin. I know that He rose from the grave to give me new life. And I know that today, if I trust and believe in these things, I can have the gift of a relationship with you. So right now, as best I know how, I just surrender my life to you. I receive a relationship with you and your forgiveness, God. Help me to know you more and to experience you not just today, but every day, and on until forever. Thank you so much for hearing my prayer, for saving me. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you're watching this, you just received the greatest Christmas gift ever if you just met Jesus. We want to know about that and walk with you in that. So head over to fbca.com slash hope. It's just a quick little form you can fill out there and our pastors will get that and just follow up with you, encourage you, and most importantly, pray with you as you get on this journey of knowing Him. But for all of us, let's just remember, Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. To receive every gift that He has for us. And let's not let Christmas Day close without realizing that it is the gift that still happens in our life every single day.